Welcome on back to another episode of one of the ghostliest podcasts around. Mostly the ghostliest, they say. I used that little little bit of that joke in season one. You're going to go find that episode and you hit up the Facebook page. And you can get yourself a nice, mostly ghostly, maybe a wristband or a sticker. Something of your choice. Uh, do do the knowledge. Go find that episode. So let's get back to reality real quick. I went off the rails immediately on this episode of Mostly Ghostly. That's kind of sad. Um, but I'm bringing it back. And here we are again. So my, my pal, Ray Booten over there. How you doing? Not bad. How about you? I'm doing all right. I'm a little, it's been a busy day, hectic day. Uh, it's been a bunch of them, I should say. that It's been a real kind of busy, hectic week. And it all comes down to All Souls Day, my friend. Uh, happy All Souls Day to you. You know, as we record this, it is All Souls Day. You know what I mean? Which is why we wanted to kind of kick it off and uh, do this episode today. Even though you won't be hearing it on, on such days, you will, uh, you'll get it for next year. Or if you want to reminisce about what about the holiday um, later in this year, and as you all know, COVID's really took in a big chunk of time, so everybody's kind of in a weird time slip. So, with that being said, let's everybody pretend that they heard this episode a week or two earlier, and they heard it on All Souls Day. So, Ray, l- let me know what you think. What, what, what's your take on All Souls Day? Well, there's a lot of there's a lot involved in there. Originally, uh, you started off. Uh, let's see. Well, you started off with All Saints Day, the day after Halloween. Yes. And that is a day where, in the Catholic Church, you are supposed to pray to the saints, and this is the saints, of course, which they have raised up to that sainthood. That is followed by All Souls Day. And what people don't realize, all of this came out of the 500s, the 4th century. Mm. And when the church came out with it on All Souls Day, you were supposed to pray for the souls of the departed, the good people that died, and those in purgatory. It does not mention anything about uh, praying for someone who may have been evil or someone who may, you know what I mean? It's not like you're praying for everybody. It's supposed to be only the good souls and those in purgatory. It was very very selective back then. That's kind of one of the, that'll keep you in line a little bit too. You know what I mean? Because you feel like if you're going to be wicked and go to, go to, go to, go to Hades, go somewhere you don't want to be at, um, you feel like if you're in, in the, a lot of people feel, well, I'm curious of your opinion on this, like with that whole praying uh, for the, for the souls and the, for the peace and stuff, what's your take on when people pray for people that have already passed? Do you think that, do you think that that, what do you think is ha- is happening in a situation like that? Uh, well, I'm looking at, you know, let's say someone has passed, they may not have, completely passed over in that case you get a haunting or a spirit or someone is lingering yeah. um i think that for me it's more you're not you're not really praying 
I really don't pray for those that have passed. Like I had a neighbor who passed about a week ago. Mm. Um, I think I mentioned him in the last episode we recorded. He was also a distant cousin. I mean, immediately at that time, uh, I prayed for a gentle passing and that he comes to know the peace. And But I don't pray for him now. He's moved on. He's in a better place. Why should I play for him? So it's not like I'm going to change anything with my prayer. If he's already passed on and he's going to the light, then that's over with. So I I don't see for praying for the dead. I can see immediately around that time to help their transition so that it is peaceful. I pray more for the people that have been left behind because they... uh, the person who died is in a better place, but those that are left behind are the ones that are suffering with the memories and the loss. Yeah. You know, I, I, I yesterday I had a wake today. I had like this, this ceremony. They didn't do the, they didn't do the, put like the cemetery putting in the ground type deal. They just did the church type thing. Um, and yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm with you on that. We talked about how like, yeah, it's like, you know, the people that pass, it's kind of peaceful for them. The people that are left are the people that kind of grieve, and that's the hard part, you know what I mean? But, you know, well, kind of, yeah. to me, if, if you take the ceremony and the prayers, at, whether it's in a church or at a graveside, wherever they happen to be, a temple, when, when, you have the, when you have the prayers there, that's kind of like a, uh, a send-off. Yeah. It's kind of like, you know, recognizing where they're going, praying that it's a good journey, uh, telling them, you know, enjoy. Uh, may you reach your goal sooner rather than later. It's kind of like it's it's a big send off, and it's to me, it's after that point. I don't see the reason for praying for praying for somebody. They're all they're already gone. They're not here, and we are the ones that are suffering as we try. We remember them and the times, and we miss them. Um, I know that uh, myself and my uh, wife, who was in Empath and Sees Things, uh, we were sitting in uh, these, the guy next door, he used to, you could see him go across his porch. I mean, he went out several times a day uh, to get coffee. Yeah. You could set your clock by it. He always came back with the coffee and the donuts. And I uh, go back out for more coffee later. And we're sitting there one morning, and she looks at me, and she goes, uh, you see that? And you could see kind of a shadow going back and forth in a, on the porch. It stopped, but for a couple of days, you could see it. And, and it, ha- it would occur around the time that, at the time when he would be going out for coffee. Now, to me, that's more of an energy imprint, a lingering energy of what he did every day. It wasn't him. It was just his energy kind of lingering there for a bit and slowly dying down because it's not there anymore. Yeah. So that was an impression he left behind. But he, he's gone. I, I don't feel the need for praying for him because I believe that he's better off than we are. Yeah, the show, doing the show has definitely given me a better, uh, more comfortable with the idea of death, you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, to go back to that thing with the the praying for him and stuff. I always thought that was weird because, like, once you die, once you die, I, I, I assume 
the purgatory thing's weird. It's a weird gray area for me. But like once you're dead, I feel like they everything's led you to believe that it, you're 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 judged when you die, and then where you go is where you go, and that's just that. And praying for them kind of would be, you know what I mean? I think it's another like what you were going for it's just another kind of coping mechanism for the living is that whole i'll pray for you while you're dead type deal you know what i mean well also you get the uh when you go into different cultures you take the tibetan book of the dead um they have a monk that prays over the body i think it is for 49 years because they believe that it take not not years 49 days they believe they believe that it takes that long for the person to either move on or reincarnate now, in old Jewish um, uh, old Jewish beliefs, is it's three days. Yeah. And usually, people are buried within three days, and that three that number comes up in a lot of things, but it, it comes up in a, in a death ritual as well. Yeah. So during that period of time, the person is transitioning. That is a period of time when you'd be praying for them, but it would be for an ease of transition uh into the into the next life yeah some may some may make it quicker than others uh rapidly realizing where they are and what is going on some may linger because and this goes back to the tibetan book of the dead what one of the reasons you linger is you look back at your life and if you are fixating on your life it actually holds you here and you don't go forward yeah and until until you can break that and if you until you can break that, you don't move. And if you can't break that in that 49-day period, what happens is that you're reincarnated. And you're reincarnated because you held on to life, the things in this world too strongly. I mean, that's a simplified version. There's more that goes into it. But it, it's kind of like you have to be able to let go. You have to face your, your own personal demons, yourself, your life, and you have to let it all go. They have 49 days. Certain cultures have three days. But it's a period of time where you transition over. I just, um, I know me and Ray will go back and forth on reincarnation a lot on this show. But I just had an epiphany on reincarnation. And that epiphany goes on something like this. Okay, So you're, you're born into life and you're living. And when you die, you go into the ground. Now when... You know, trees can grow from the ground. And what, what do we get from trees? Oxygen, right? Now, where does the oxygen, where does oxygen eventually go with our body? It goes into our blood. Where does our blood go? Our blood goes to create a new life, whether it's a, a baby or a calf or some animal baby. You know what I mean? So that right there in itself is a, re a type of reincarnation. Why don't you say right? Uh, could be. Now, that's a little far-fetched, perhaps, I guess. I guess you could say that. Um, but I like that. I think that they really, like, that's, that's almost like a logical way of breaking down reincarnation. Because, yeah, like, it all does. It would, through that process, you would eventually become, now, the conscience, having the same conscience is the questionable thing. But even in reincarnation, you know, the... The conscience isn't always there. There's the people have flashbacks and through different things, they can be awoken to, you know, present life experiences, but it's not so much like, it's not as, um, you know, they can't just, 
Like, they can't just think of living in the you know, 17th century the, the, the same way they would think about 20 years ago. You know what I mean? It, yeah, they have to kind of unlock it, right? Yeah. That's my take. Oh, an interesting thing you mentioned, and, and uh, we mentioned purgatory, which right now yeah. uh, the, Catholic, the Catholic Church has kind of abandoned it, the idea of purgatory. They don't talk about people going there anymore. Uh, and that was a place you went where you burn, where your sins were burned away. It's kind of like you were bad, but you weren't bad enough to go to hell. So you suffered for a while until you were clean, and then you were let into heaven. Yeah. The so it was kind of like it was kind of like okay, come over here. We're gonna you know, we're gonna beat the sin out of you, and then you're gonna be able to go to heaven because you weren't bad enough to go to hell. Ain't that the truth? Like I said, I, I was at a Catholic church today for a ceremony for someone who passed. You know what I mean? Robert James. At the end, we'll do a little little for all, all Souls Day. We'll do a little. My aunt, my aunt passed recently too. We'll do a little. Bring up the neighbor, but yeah. I, I forgot how many times they make you get down on your knees, back and forth, up, stand up, get down on your knees, sit down, stand up, get down on your knees. It's like, uh, it could be like, whoa, what is it good for? They should do it to like the theme of that. You know what I mean? Sit up, get your knees, lay down, shut up, reach for wallet, hand out. Money in the pot. <laughs> so, but, um, yeah, yeah I, I, it, like, as a big gentleman, I was, like, getting in my back. My back ain't the best. It ain't what it used to be, folks out there. Uh, get going back, and, and I'm, a, I'm a tall dude. So, like, my legs are, like, too long to be, like, strung out on the bottom. They're the people, like, are nailing on my legs behind me. You know what I mean? It's kind of my feet. Um yeah, I I don't I don't appreciate it. It was like almost it was almost uh, I wouldn't say irritating there because I was there to celebrate the life of a great dude. But um, yeah, I, I, it definitely popped in my head that I was I was going up and down in an uncomfortable manner um, a lot. You know what I mean? Okay. I think what that goes uh, into the whole pain fear. They're, they're, they're trying to make you pay for some type of sin. I think with that one. Uh I don't know. Give you something to remember. It's a I lot. That, I, 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 you know, I don't. We don't want to get down that road. But it, it was a lot. It was a lot. I'm saying this half joke, half reality. I remember maybe like ten times. It was like back and forth. You do that. You should do the prayer. You hit the knees, finish up the prayer, and then pop up and finish. Besides, I believe there was a guy once named God who said, never worship another man, just worship me. And I think nailing down, I don't know about some some of that. I think that's a lot of people worship going on. But. No, but I, what I was going to say, is it's interesting that like there's no longer purgatory. Yeah, I think we're in it. I think we're in purgatory. It could be this is it. And how things evolve originally. Like, um, people talk about when you die, you go to hell. Yeah. And since we're talking about souls and uh, we've reached into dying, and they say you go to hell. Well, if you take a look at the old translations, uh, and I'm going to very old translations, there was no hell. 
And even if you go back to the old original translations in the Jewish language, in the Hebrew language uh, of Revelations, the hell, the place that we call hell will be created. And the evil souls will be sent there. So hell is a thing that we go to now is a later a later creation of the church. Because originally hell wasn't to exist until the final day when all souls would be called to judgment. Now that leaves a question open as to where are they in between. But then you're also talking about a culture that originally believed in reincarnation. So that's one thing. Uh, but it's, yeah, like where are they if they're not in hell? Since hell is not going to be created till the final judgment. Yeah. And I think that was something which they really didn't want to get into as far as, um, any theological discussions and stuff. And it was easier to get people to cooperate if they just said, well, you know, you're going to die and go to hell now. Yeah. But it's kind of like, okay, so I better be good now. So the way different among different groups and cultures over time, Different things are incorporated. Certain things are dropped. It's to me that's that's all very interesting, and that's why I like to go back to the oldest translation I can find as far as a uh, belief system goes. Yeah. Again, back to old souls days. Yeah, you you yeah. pray for the you pray for the souls of the of the departed. Now yeah. we have kind of what you'd call a non-religious thing. I mean, it's been taken over a little bit, but uh, I can remember when I was young memorial day uh people would visit family graves and leave flowers it was the time to remember family members not just military which is actually veterans day it was a it was a separate not not separate uh not veterans day there's another one too but memorial day was uh not to remember those just who died in battle at one time it was to you went and visited the family grave to remember your family Yeah. So it was a different thing. But All Souls Day, All Saints Day is interesting because you're praying to the saints. Uh, All Souls Day, you're praying for those that are dead. And they're very serious days. What some people don't think about is they focus so much on uh, Halloween and they think of All Souls Day as an afterthought. Uh, I mean, actually, it's uh, Halloween, All Saints Day, and All Souls Day, but uh, All Saints Day is considered a holy day, and if you're Catholic, you're supposed to be going to church on that day. Yeah. So it, it, it's a holy holiday. So you've got that for saints, then you've got souls, and then you go over, and it's done differently in different countries. You go down to Mexico, and you have Day of the Dead. Now that falls on uh, the same day, All Souls Day, but their outlook is very different. <clears throat> it is to celebrate the lives of and honor those who went, who passed. They'll put up little altars, they'll offer prayers and flowers, they'll, but they'll celebrate that the person lived. It's a big celebration. It's not, you know, uh, praying to save them from damnation. It's celebrating the life they lived. Yeah. They go around the world and different things change. I know that... Um, at one time, I was reading something recently that uh, they call Halloween. 
Hollows E. Hollow. Yeah. Well, there's there's Sam Hain. There's uh, oh, what's the other one? Hollows E. You're right. Uh, there's another one I'm thinking about. In some circles, they call it Halloween. But um, <laughs> because it was All Hallows Eve, and yeah. the church, the church made it, the Catholic Church made it All Hallows as in All Holy, and the original Sam Hain or Halloween, which was from very much older cu- cultures, really was tied to different a uh, moon cycle. There wasn't a date in the Gregorian calendar. Yeah, would as we know, it was t- tied to the cycles of the moon and the time of the year. And it pre-existed uh, the invention of All Saints and All Souls Day. It was around before that in, very, in uh, older cultures, Celtic cultures, uh, Druids. Uh, and those cultures that celebrated it, for instance, if you study history at all, and you look at Julius Caesar, when he went to, he battled the Celts and the Gauls and all of these people. And that's what he encountered there. And that was before the birth of Christ. Yeah. So those ceremonies existed later on in the fourth century when the church uh, came up with it. And it's quite common is that they uh, decided that this holiday, we're going to make this a saint's day and a soul's day. And we're going to take over Halloween. We're going to steal this magic away. Yeah. And it, it, it evolved very much that way, which is kind of common. We had to think about sacred sacred ground or sacred places on earth where they would build churches over old ceremonial sites. Right. Uh, well, they did that with holy days as well. They would find the best, the most appropriate saint or the most appropriate event that they could to put around that day to get the local people with a different belief to come in because it had elements of what they already believed. But the but the Catholic version of those elements. And people were more comfortable believing and converting that way. Yeah. Commemoration of all the faithful departed. Day of the Dead, it's also called. Day of the Dead's classic, not just the George A. Romero movies, a great horror film as well. Um, but Day of the Dead, what a, what a day. What a, what, what, what a day for the dead. I always loved that name. It pop it pops out. I, I like it even better than All Souls Day. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's a, it's 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 different, a lot different. Um, I like the approach much better. I like the celebration idea. Um, you should celebrate someone's life and not mourn them because if you truly believe that they are in a better place, then it's kind of like you give them a toast and say, "Hey, it was a good trip." Yeah. You know, you have. You had a great life. We remember you. You're a great guy or gal or whatever you want to say. And then uh, it's kind of like, okay, but I'm, I'm still stuck here. So tomorrow I'm going back to work. But I'm getting drunk tonight in your memory. <laughs> do, do you think that the um, the reason why hell isn't mentioned because nobody wants to think that their loved one is in hell? They want to think the worst place they would be would be purgatory waiting to go to heaven. Uh, I'd say so. I mean, unless you had some sick, pedophile, cruel SOB that uh, you kind of wish they were in hell. Outside of that sort of person, yeah, no one wants to think that their person might be in a place like hell. So yeah. it's kind of like, uh, oh, that's the other one besides purgatory. No, but that, no, that predated the coming of Christ. Okay. 
Sorry, I was thinking of Limbo. Limbo, yeah. Yeah, Limbo, Limbo, where all the good souls went until Christ came, and when he was risen, then they went to heaven. That's that's purgatory, right? No, purgatory is where you go if you die, and you're bad, but not bad enough for hell. And And having been in a Catholic school my whole life, uh, as a child, you were taught that you go there and your sins are burned away. It's kind of a Jew, it's kind of a temporary hell. Your like sins are burned away. Like prison, kind of. Like you go there, yeah, like, your time, and then you go to heaven. Well, it's kind of like hell is the big house. Yeah. And purgatory is the local lockup. Okay. You get out of the local lockup, you never get out of the big house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so that's and then limbo is when you die and you don't have a place to go yet. Uh, yeah, that that's you're waiting out in a parking lot. So limbo would kind of be these ghosts would be like the paranormal thing, so to speak. You know, these ghosts that we see to do a degree. Uh, yes and no. I'll say yes because it's an interesting concept. I'll say no because limbo supposedly start, did not exist after. Uh, Christ's resurrection. All the good souls were released and went to heaven. You think that stuff would be around forever, though? Like from day one? Maybe they don't just talk about it until a certain period, but something like it's supernatural and holy and, 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 and great of a concept is limbo and purgatory. Like that's not just something that's like, well, I guess we're going to have this now. You know what I mean? Which is weird. That the whole I guess we'll have this now attitude's weird because it's like what what about the people before that you know like what a, I always wanted to say that a little bit about like you know when Jesus died for your sins you know what I mean and then you're allowed to go to heaven what about the people that died before Jesus's time like what what was they just went to hell yeah. they sinned uh well I don't know where they went Let but me, um Perg, baby they went to Perg Town New York City. Purgatory. Well, if, if you go that far back, they didn't, the hell wasn't going to come until Judgment Day. Yeah. So who knows where they are? Good point. Maybe that's yeah. what, getting back to it, maybe that's what reincarnation is all about. Interesting. It's hell. I've always said, I've always said that hell is being reborn because what happens is you cross over, you see the beauty, the love, and what is really there, and you're overwhelmed and it finally hits you, and it's fantastic, and it's like, whoa, and boom, you're being born again. With the whisper in your ear going, figure it out this time. It's like, oh, I've got to work this all out and get it right. I couldn't do it the last five times. You expect me to do it this time? Yeah. Oh, that's hell. Having seen, having seen heaven, so to speak, and then being forced to live, to live again. It's yeah, it's interesting, you know, to be born. If you're good, you're allowed to be born again in the reincarnation. You know, if you're bad, you're kind of held back until you you burn off your sin, so to speak. And that's got to be where the whole born again in the Christian world, the whole born again kind of thing came from. You know, you're for born free of your sin. That's what they. That's what it is. But yeah, it's an interesting vibe. You're- you're born. You're born again when you embrace Christ. Yeah, and you become the new person without sin because you embrace Him and the His cleansing of your sin. Right. But uh, yeah, 
Purgatory's was always an interesting one, especially when growing up thinking about, oh yeah, gonna for this little stuff I'm pulling over here, you know, notch up a little bit more time burning in purgatory because this ain't murder, but man, are they pissed that I did it. <laughs> purgatory is very much like revelations in the Bible too. You know, what I mean that whole the whole kind of you know, the whole, like, the mock of the beast type deal, I think, is kind of, you know, burning your sins away to a degree. Like, I think that kind of, they ride the same line a little bit where, you know, in that story, you almost have to take the ultimate sacrifice and give your life type deal if you're left, if you were left here. You know what I mean? If you weren't, if you weren't holy enough to go to get, um, what do you call it? Um, uh, you talking about, you talking about the rapture? The rapture, yeah. If you don't catch the rapture, you know, we're going to go to the Bible, go to the, if you don't catch the rapture, you got to, even if you're like good hearted and such, the, the way Christianity goes is if you don't catch the rapture, you got to kind of hang back and go through kind of the, the, the downfall of humanity, uh, which some people think we're in now. And then, and then like, it gets really bad. And then that's a wrap. And you go into that whole vibe where like, you want to be dead, but you can't be dead type deal. You know about that. I'm sure where you know people can't die, but they're going to, they're, they're being tortured. That's back. That's when like, that's when those things with like the horse, the body of the horses and like the, the, the upper half of a man type thing come down, supposed to be kicking ass. Well, you're talking, you're talking about tribulations. That's my favorite part of the Bible, man. That's the best okay, part. Tribulations. And that would be the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Hell Yeah. That right yeah. is the most gangster thing that was said on the show today. The Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse. That, that's the greatest band name ever created. First but ever. It, yeah, go ahead. First ever rock and roll band. The Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse. But if you're talking about the rapture itself, that is where, at least in modern day Christianity, they believe that all of the good people will be taken up into heaven and all of the evil people will either be cast into hell or left behind on earth, which will be a living hell. Now, the problem with that is that based on biblical, the biblical history as to what happened to other people, nowhere in the flood being one of them, yeah. but different stories there and the original writings in Revelations, what will happen is that the evil will be washed away from the earth. And the righteous will stay in the new Eden on earth. So the old writings don't have you being taken away up into heaven. It has earth being transformed into the new Eden where the, the new Eden where the righteous will live. They just the government they just released the new Eden project where everybody <laughs> has to take a handful of pills and see who survives. The um Prepare yourself. This isn't behold, though. Yeah, I always thought that was weird. And the Christian, when you the Christian thing, the good people you say you speak of are the ones that are the ones that you know accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior and stuff. I'm not bashing anything. And uh, even the people that and the people that have accepted him and backslide, like those are the people. And then like good-hearted people. The thing that I always didn't like, and who 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 am I to say? But the thing I always really didn't like about the Christian thing was like, it was a few things, but one of the things was like, you could have a person that was literally better than 
will say any Christian you've ever met in your life when it came to being a human, you know what I mean? Treating people right and all that. And if they didn't do the sinner's prayer, they had to go to hell. I always thought that was really wild. But uh, maybe that's a purgatory thing or something. You know what I mean? But I always thought that was a weird... That was very un... We know that it's not fair. This world ain't fair. But I always thought that was a very unfair uh, deal. Bum, that was kind of a bum deal because you'll meet, you meet all the, you meet, you know, great people. And it's like, you know, they, 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 they don't care about that stuff. You know what I mean? And who's to say who's right. And, um, yeah, it's just kind of, I always thought that was a funky kind of bum deal to believe that, to believe that you could be the greatest person in the world and because you don't do like stuff like that's why I kind of lean a little bit into the subconscious side of things where it's like, I think you're really, you know, you're, it's the grand scheme, the, the great heavenly thing, or you're, or it's like a conscious thing where you're left to just kind of be with your thoughts. And if you were like good hearted and were positive and tried to be good to your fellow humanity, you could be at peace and know that you were a good person. But then the flip side is like the hell version of it. Whereas if you, you're with you're left alone with yourself and you go do like I treated people like garbage, I did this, I did that, I did horrific things, and you go, I only had one chance to kind of live and make an impact in that 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 field, that that life, that life that, and I did it. I re, I was bad and I like I messed up. I think in the burden of that on the conscience, I think is kind of more of a hell thing, because um, I I just don't. I never liked that whole, I, it's, I don't know, maybe it's the, I feel guilt for the people or whatever it is. Maybe I'm one of those people, you know what I mean? And uh, I don't know, I just thought it was weird that like folks that were just good, get the bum, get the bum shaft, get the bum rush. You know what I mean on that one? But I don't make the rules, unfortunately, you know? Well, I've always, one thing I like to do is I like to, and I brought it up before, is find old translations and uh, get as close to the original language and culture of the time. Yeah. And uh, that's like, and there's a lot of, at times, misconceptions. One example I'll use, and if you're looking at uh, the life of Christ, if you take a look at the story of the Good Samaritan, Mm -hmm. where the priest, where the guy is hurting and the priest comes by, and won't do anything and leaves. And then a Samaritan comes by and helps him. And part of that whole story is that Jesus says, you know, who is the better man? And he says the Samaritan. Well, there's other other things in there. The If the priest had touched him and he had died, he would have to go through, I think it's a seven-day purification. Hmm. So the priest was more concerned, the priest of the temple was more concerned with his holiness and staying pure and holy than he was with helping another person. It speaks a lot, I think, yeah. And the other part of that, which a lot of people don't realize, the Samaritan wasn't from Samaria. The Samaritan was a group of opposed... They were Samaritans were a group of opposing uh, Jews that opposed the temple. They thought the temple had lost its way. And they had their own small temple. And uh, they kept away from a lot of the other Jewish people. Yeah. So here was someone that uh, actually was not concerned with his holiness, his own sanctity and holiness. He was concerned with the life of, of this other person he saw on the side of the road. 
and even the teachings behind that story is that it is more important to help and care for your fellow person than it is to wear the robes and say, I'm holy, I can't do that. Yeah. Even if, and so I think that what has happened or what was prevalent then and what is prevalent a lot now and has been through history is unfortunately the church became politicized. I mean, you had uh, the, uh, what was it, the Emperor Constantine who uh, made the, was the first Holy Roman Emperor that had the vision of Jesus and made it the official church, uh, Christianity, the official, the official church of the Holy Roman Empire. And there's always been some politics in there. Early popes uh, would, uh, they had money. Some of them had girlfriends. They waged wars. Uh, these were people. And they were people in power. And power does corrupt. And over time, teachings changed and rules and regulations changed. Um, just like the All Saints and All Souls Day wasn't until the 4th century. I think it was 1865, the church declared the miracle of the Immaculate Conception. Mary being born with sin. That didn't come about till 1865. So there's a political part of it. There's a human part of it. Uh, the teachings themselves, if you go back again to some of the old teachings and delve directly into them, there's beauty. It's wonderful yeah. what it says. But unfortunately, humans have just twisted that around. I, I read something recently where someone was, was claiming that, um, oh, uh, what were they saying? They were saying that, oh, yeah, Halloween is a, Christ, a Christian inv invention where the kids put on masks to go out and scare the evil away. And I'm thinking, you are really overreaching with that one <laughs> to try and take over Halloween completely. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, everybody got their own little weird, weird thing. We'll keep it a little fluffy here. We'll fluff it up a little, a little, little light. We'll go a little lighter with the subject. Now, you know, they do a lot of uh, prayers and ceremonies, you know, going to grave sites and stuff uh, for times like this. But they also do special meals. Now, are, are you hip to any of the special meals that one would eat on All Souls Day? Uh, no, I did know one time, but I, I forgot. As a matter of fact, I was thinking about it the other day. It just slipped my mind now. A lot of angel food. Angel food? Angel food, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like angel food cake and stuff yes, like that? Yes, 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 yes. Angel food cake, yes. Saturday of the souls, Thursdays of the dead, yeah. Uh, Toten Sontag. It's, people call it Blue Christmas. Have you ever heard that? It's called Blue Christmas? No, I haven't heard that. I, I very much like that. I like the sound of Blue Christmas a lot. That's another band. Immaculate Conception went on tour with um, the Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse, and also Blue Christmas opened up that show. It was a great show. One of my favorite shows of all time. Oh, if we're not going to hell for that, at least Purgatory. <laughs> Purgatory is better than Limbo, right? Oh, I don't know. I've done the Limbo. That's kind of tough when you get that bar down low. Yeah, it's true. Doing the limbo, it was. I mean, that that when you think about it, I think that's exactly what that dance represents. 
uh, kind of scooting in there by the skin of your teeth, you know what I mean? Trying right before the, before the music stops, as low as you got to go to the floor to get in there, but while the while the thing while the door falls down on you, you know. I'm sure that's where it kind of got its little startup. You know, the limbo line could very well be an All Souls Day thing. You know what I mean? But it's one of those deals. You know, the faithful departed. A lot of many many All Souls Day traditions are associated with popular notions about purgatory. Bell tolling is meant to comfort those being cleansed. Lighting candles serves to kindle the light for the poor souls languishing in the darkness. Uh, soul cakes, to go back to the angel food cake, uh, soul cakes are given to the children coming to sing or pray for the dead. Kind of like a trick-or-treating type situation, giving rise to the tradition of going souling, as they used to call it. Um, going souling is a band that just started up. They came to that show when they talked to the boys, but they didn't perform. But they, they, were, they had a big hit, and they kind of fizzled out after that first album. But uh, going souling and baking special types of breads and cakes. So that's kind of the foods, I think, that they got down with. You know what I mean? Europe was different. They celebrated, uh, many Europeans celebrated with vigils, candles, decorations of graves. You know what I mean? Um, kind of getting that festive Halloween spirit a little bit. Special prayers as well as many regional customs. Um, I'm sure costumes are in there somewhere. They also did the cakes. They left the cakes for the dearly departed uh, on a table and keeping them warm for their comfort in Tyrol. And the custom in Brittany, where people flock to the cemeteries at nightfall to kneel, uh, bareheaded at the graves of their loved ones and anoint the hollow tombstone with holy water or to pour libations of milk on it. What's libations, which I'm sure I'm saying incorrectly? Are you familiar? I'm not, sure. I'm not sure. A libation of milk is what we call. I used to get libations of milk from the milkman. He leaves them on my doorstep, a little package of them. Um, also known as Maltese, as in Jumal Majin, and is accompanied by traditional supper, including roasted pig, based upon a custom of letting uh, a, a pig loose on the streets with a bell around its neck to be fed by the entire neighborhood and cooked on the day to feed the poor. Well, that's nice. I've been thinking lately when I, when I come into these weird different language words and stuff like that, maybe I shouldn't attempt to pronounce them because it, maybe it's an insult horrifying, horrifying the people in the, other, in the netherworld that are listening to me talk. They're cringing. I can make the netherworld people cringe, Ray. That's a talent. You know what I mean? Um, All Souls Day is celebrated as the Festa de Mortai, or U Giorno Remortai. Look, I went against my own my own judgment, and I, I did it all over. I can't help myself. You know what I mean? It's also called the Feast of the Dead, uh, or Day of the Dead, combination of the ancient pagan rituals of the Christian holiday. Families visit uh, and clean grave sites, home altars, and decorated with family photos and votive candles. Children are gifted a special basket of canestru, of chocolates, pomegranate, and other gifts from their ancestors. 
Yeah, because of the gifting of sugary sweets, they got to worry about the diabetes like us. And epiphys on the sugar puppet decorations. The holidays have spurred local Sicilian events such as Note de Zucchero, which is Night of Sugar, hosted by ne- the Nestle Company, sponsors this, in which communities celebrate the dead. So Night of the Sugar and bringing the candy thing into it, I think it's very American, more modernized, Western civilization type stuff. You know what I mean? I think a lot of that, uh, I know in what you would probably call the predominantly English-speaking countries like Britain and the U.S., a lot of the Halloween traditions didn't start until the 1800s. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the Philippines get down to the Phil- in the Philippines, hollow mass is variously called Undas, Todos Los Santos, Spanish meaning all saints, and sometimes Arag Nagmagpata Yamao, uh, which is Tagalog meaning Day of the Dead, those who have passed away, which incorporates All Saints Day and All Souls Day. Uh, Filipinos traditionally observe this day by visiting the family uh, dead to clean and repair their tombs, offering of prayers, flowers, candles, and food. Chinese Filipinos additionally burn incense and kim. Uh, many also spend the day and ensuing night holding reunions at the cemetery with feasts and merriment. You know, it's more of that... Uh, just dealing with the dead, you know, remembering your dead ones, your loved ones, you know what I mean? In life, all you really have, the people around you and the relationships with them. So when they leave in this life, it's still good to celebrate them before you go to the next plateau. And hopefully you get to meet them again. And But who's to say who, who, who what's your take on that, Ray? Like when, when it comes to reincarnation type deal, you know, you have people that meet and have great relationships, whether it's husband and wife or, you know, just friends or whatever. And, you know, they get a real great bond. And then when reincarnated, you think they're still linked or you think that, you know, it's a fresh slate, so to speak. There's, there's many cultures uh, that believe that they are linked. And when one, com- when one comes back, the other one comes back because they're actually two aspects of the same, same person. That's where you get the idea of soulmate. You you go back to ancient Rome, the way they depicted a heart um, was surprisingly accurate. But if you take, and they had two halves, if you put it together, it looks a lot like the Valentine that we have because they believed yeah. that someone, someone would come down. Uh, there were actually two people that were meant, they were together, that they were meant to meet and become the one. They were in the... Um, uh, what is it? The Zohar, which is uh, writings in Hebrew, um, it is believed that the soul kind of splits and two people are reincarnated. Then they will meet up in this life on a planet. So it's one soul coming back together. And when they go to the other side, then the soul reunites with itself. It becomes complete. What do you what do you feel about like we'll take you, your wife me you know uh, like good relationships here what do you think the, the them if not if not joining like you like the group that you would have around you in one life what do you think the reality of ending up 
with that same group again. Like they were, it was all on the same plane. Like you guys were all meant to be together, even in another life. Like that, that, that they're so people are so in, so connected. They're so intertwined. They're so right or whatever that it just makes sense to mosey in. You know, a hundred years for you know. And, and, and after that, I'm also curious of what your take is on a timestamp, a time frame of of something like that. Is is it something that you, you know, when people pass, it's like, okay, you're held in a purgatory for a hundred years. So when everybody starts over, they do start over together. So you have that opportunity to actually be with that unit again. You know what I mean? What's your take on that? Well, as far as um, reuniting with similar or the same souls, I believe in that. Um, having done a lot of past life regression, both myself and on other people. An interesting thing is that um, my wife and I have met in previous lives. And we were able to independently tell the same stories. Yeah. When in a trance that we didn't know about when we were not in the hypnotic trance, but not doing the regression. So we have met in other lives. As far as something like a limbo, I think that's very human, linear, time-orientated. I really think that basically you have everything it was and everything it is is simultaneously happening. It's just our awareness that prevents us from being part of our so-called past and future. Now, the way I like to describe it, and I did it in a very simplified form, but I'll take it a little farther, is that if you take a ball... And you draw a line around it. Well, your consciousness in this life, you are one point on that, that line. You can't see what's on the other side. Even though the line is, that's your whole life. Your line is there. Your past is still on that line. Your future is on that line. But you're only aware of one moment in that line. Now you take, you draw a bunch of other lines so that the ball is full of lines and they're all intersecting. Mm -hmm. These can be two things. They can be other people you've met and they can also be other lives. So that when you cross one of those lines, you get deja vu. Like I've been here before, or I know this place. You're basically hitting on another line, but the past and the future are all one. It's all happening now. So you wouldn't be in the limbo. You'd be shifting between dimensions shifting your awareness from one life to another life. And what happens is that once you become what I would probably, some people say, once you go, you, your vibration rises and you go into a higher dimension, then you become a point in the center of that ball where you become aware of everything that's happening in all of the lives, yours and those you've intersected. Yeah. And you're, you are now more like the ball itself aware of all of the lines and all of the lives and there's no future or past. It simply is. So limbo, limbo is a way we kind of think of like, since we think like, Oh yeah, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Oh yeah. 220, 221, 222, you know, 2021, et cetera. We think in, in those lines, but existence doesn't have to be just the way we think in our limited, uh, 
an unlimited thought because we know to begin with, we only see a small spectrum of light and there's a lot of things out there we don't see. Some an, some animals can see better than us. Uh, things, there's all different wavelengths, uh, whether it's Wi-Fi, radio, whatever, that we don't hear, but all that information is out there. Yeah. So as long as we're focused on this single point in our life, our awareness is limited. And I think that when we die, we become aware of everything and we may actually choose to come back and choose to enter in another life. And that can be because we have unfinished business. So even if it is just to help somebody that somebody could have been a past soulmate or it could be a stranger. Yeah. <coughs> I agree. It's like, uh, it's very interesting, you know, I, it's funny that I like how like that reincarnation thing is. I think it's the one thing that we don't ride, ride, ride or die on completely. But it's very interesting, and I love always talking about it with you. It's uh, very interesting stuff, you know. Uh, well, you know, uh, you know, Audra, who uh, has been on the show before, the great Audra Morris. Yes, Audra Morris. Uh, we were doing. I was doing a past life thing with her, and uh, she actually found a grave and what happens is that this the grave that she did find in during the past life she was labeled later able to find in life even though she had never been there and the interesting thing is that um this gravestone and a person tied into she was able to do some some work on the uh trying to find out the history of it. I think it was the person was from the 1800s um, that, that that actually tied into uh, her husband. Yeah. So they had met before and they had lived and met again in this life. And now he's back in spirit. She's here for the time being. Yeah. yeah. I like that. We're going to have Audra Morris on the show in the future, too, I heard. Yep. Talk to her talent agent. We're working out the details. <laughs> We're working out the details right now. Um, hell yeah. Hell yeah. We dig it. You know what I mean? Um, you know, I found some fun facts about the pri- every year. You know, the pr- every priest is allowed to celebrate three holy masses on All Souls Day. The Catholic Church teaches that the purification of the souls in purgatory can be assisted by the actions of the faithful on earth. Its teaching is also uh, based on the practice of prayer for the dead mentioned as far back as uh, 2 Maccabees, uh, 1242 to 46. It's weird how they, you know, the Catholics are very definite on do this or this is going to happen. And uh, you don't want this to happen. So I... The fact that they're big on the praying after the passing is interesting. In the West, there's an ample evidence of the custom of praying for the dead in the inscriptions of the catacombs uh, with their constant prayers for the peace of the souls and the departed and in the early uh, liturgies, which commonly contain uh, commemorative of the dead. Catacombs as Egypt. Egypt was what? Catholic, right? What, 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 well, Egypt was uh, the Egyptians. Uh, what they follow? They, they enjoyed cats, right? They worshipped the cat. 
Uh, they worship cats. Those the pharaohs were divine. They had a, an entirely different, um, enti- entirely different structure of deities and what they worshipped. It was definitely not uh, Christian of any sort. Uh, as a matter of fact, that that's where you have the uh, the Jews and Moses, which predates uh, Christianity. In the Egyptian times. Yeah, Egyptian times go way back before Christ. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was wild times. Yeah, that's uh So I wonder, yeah, I'm very curious of what this what what thing when Jesus is so prominent in the in the current is in current religion, he's like he's he's the dude, you know what I mean? He's the big Lebowski for sure. Um I'm very interested to look into like time before. You know, all that, all that ancient stuff, all that Moses and stuff. I never, one thing I always wanted to do, or I don't know if it was out of want or out of trying to, you know, want, I guess, the knowledge of what was going on. But I've always wanted to read the Bible. Um, I've attempted it a few times and never quite hooked me in. You know what I mean? Uh, but again, Revela- I love Revelations. I think Revelations, Revelations is a horror movie. For anybody out there that digs horror movies, read Revelations, which is the last book of the Bible, and it's a straight-up horror movie with monsters and everything. It's pretty uh, fantastic uh, to read, not so much to live. So let's hope that we don't got to kind of deal with anything like that. Just just one one quick little side trip. Um, yeah. In the Old Testament, a favorite character of mine is Moses. Right. And one reason is he had an uh, he had a habit of arguing with God. Yeah. Every time God told him to do something, he was saying, "No, no, 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 no. You don't have the right person here. I can't do that." I, I, and it was he was he would argue. Yeah, that's a weird thing about that Old Testament too. Is that they could they could confront. It was weird because God was very powerful and spiteful and it would rip you apart and tear you to shreds. But like. When he was that, when he was in his most unfriendly, we'll say, when he was in his most unfriendly or uncompassionate, whatever you'd want to say, uh, I don't want to speak out of school, uh, but whenever he was, the, it's the people that he, he was with were just as hardcore almost, where they were like, you know, you know, when it got to a more of a loving thing, it was more, it was a little more fluffier all around. But when it was but like that bad, that back in the day was some hardcore. OG stuff, you know what I mean? Some OTs from that Old Testament, baby. There was, there was, there was some, but a lot of that is more of what we, what I would call the Christian Old Testament, yeah. As opposed, as opposed to the Tanakh and uh, which is the Jewish Old Testament. In that, uh, if if you read Psalms, then there are some in there that basically, to paraphrase, it says that you know. Uh, we worship you and we love you, O God, because we know we're flawed, but you're going to love us anyways. Sure. So it's, it's, it's kind of like saying, okay, we know we're going to screw up, but we know your love's bigger than us and you'll, you'll forgive us and love us anyways. So, and the idea that God was completely unyielding, um, there's one section of Moses in where you're talking about in there in the desert and, I think God says to Moses, um, I'll send an angel to lead the people. Yeah. And Moses says, Moses says, no, don't send an angel. Because I know, I know the people are flawed. And when they make a mistake, that'll be the end. Because angels, it's this way or the highway. That's it. Right. 
And Moses pleased with God, God basically saying, you know, you lead us because I know that you are a forgiving God and a loving God. So God decides to lead them out of captivity and and to the promised land. So God listened to Moses because the angels, eh, you screw up once, boom, you're blasted. But God is loving and forgiving. So Moses gets into one of his arguments and says, no, 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 no. I trust you. I think that's why you, 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 you'll, you'll forgive us and you love us. But that angel, he's just too badass. No, don't have him lead us. <laughs> we'll, we'll never make it because <laughs> I know people are flawed. So that's, and that's what I, yeah. I, I love the character of Moses for that. That's that God's, we're made in God's image thing with the loving and forgiving, you know, we're conscience and other people more, you know, that, that love that loving and forgiving God, I don't yeah. see where that loving and forgiving God would create a purgatory where, you know, let's, let's, that, that's a very church created thing where, uh, you're going to burn your sins away. Purgatory is a very man made, man made sounding place. You know what I mean? I think the, oh, final, yeah. the final, the final impact of death, I don't know if you, they put you in a waiting line. Uh, you know what I mean? I think they kind of say, okay, it's either here or there. This is what's up. But um, that could, that, that, that hair, that hair or there could be a, a number of different things, but I don't think it's, I don't think it's wait. I don't think waiting around is, is, is in there. You know what I mean? But who's, who's the site? It'd be interesting because like I said, that, that time frame thing, you know, I wonder if there would be like some type of hold back, you know what I mean? Or some type of, and then you go into the whole thing of time, you know, they talk about, you know, to go into God time, if you will, how like, you know, a hundred years is like a couple minutes or something like that. You know what I mean? And uh, who's to say, you know what I mean? It's a weird, it's weird when you really break it down. But, I, think, I think a lot of it is that uh, humanity tries to define God by humanity. Yeah. And- human attributes, uh, human ways of viewing things. And that's a problem because it's beyond us. You take something that created the entire universe. Right. Hopefully it doesn't behave like human beings <laughs> because we've screwed up enough stuff. We have this beautiful <laughs> creation and everything going on. And we're portraying the creator of all this in our image with all our flaws He's angry. He does this. He does that. Well, no, whoa, 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 wait, wait a minute. And then you add on to that, that by doing that, we make us, humanity, the center of creation. Because we have all the answers. And only we know what God is really like. Come on, we're just one of who knows how many possible races over the billions of years of existence. And if you have a divine, loving creation behind all of this, why would there only be one race on one tiny speck of a planet in one of billions of galaxies that figured it all out? That, And why would this great divine force that created everything behave like us? Right. I mean, to me, I'd say, um, no, I don't have the answers, but I'm pretty sure that uh, God or the divine is not like me on a bad day. I hope not. <laughs> I really hope not. Well, that's what makes him godlike. That's what makes him God. Is that you know he 
what's weird is it's like what makes him godlike is is not being Old Testament, it's being new, where it's all powerful, but understanding the power and still being loving. It's kind of like the, when you hold a when you have an ant crawling on your hand, and it's in a way you're like, well, I could just crush my index finger and thumb together, and this hand's no longer a living thing, or I could move my hand over and put it on this tree and now it's closer to its uh, jackpot, its goal. Um, I think it's almost like that type deal, like that element, the element of humanity like that. When they say God in the image of God, I think it's a lot of like that, like that to do good, like the ability to do good, to know that there's a right hand and a left hand way to go into go. The right hand path is kind of godly. You know what I mean? To take kind of the, the right to do the right thing you know what i mean and it's weird that there's like that divide of good and bad and then like the godly type deal or righteous decisions you know what i mean where it's all kind of the same stuff it's weird but yeah it's definitely uh it's definitely all souls and days put together to, to, to spell out All Souls Day, you know what I mean? Or better, Day of the Dead, uh, where we we show respect. Um, you know, I know Ray said he recently lost uh, a friend and neighbor over there, so we wanted to sh- throw a big rest in peace out his way, you know what I mean? You want to say anything about him? Uh, he's a good guy. Yeah. He's a good neighbor. I mean, I, I can remember just a quick quick thing that uh a few years back we had a very nasty winter with some uh uh we were against a snowstorm every week and the snow was piling up and i'm thinking i gotta go out and shovel and getting all dressed up at the shovel suddenly and this was this was common suddenly i hear noise i look outside he's there with the he's there with the uh snowblower He's cleaning out my driveway. He's cleaning out my neighbor's driveway. He's going around cleaning out, cleaning out people. He's got the snowball. Why should he's got it? Why should other people have to shovel? Yeah, he was just a nice guy. Yeah, that's just just the way he was. Uh, one time he was having a, a a guy. They were taking down some uh, trimming some trees in the area and stuff. And he asked me, "Oh, do you want this done and that done?" And it was all on his dime. That you know. They did all this trimming and taking away the dead stuff. Well, he had the guy there and he was paying him, so why not make him do it? Yeah. So that's just just the way he was. He was a nice guy. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's sad when those folks go because, like, as as easy as it is to be a nice person, not everybody chooses that route, you know what I mean, unfortunately. So when you see people that are nice, it's, it's harsh, you know what I mean? Like, recently... My uh, my girlfriend had uh, her, her father's like best friend was kind of like her uncle, um, and he just passed away. And he was such a nice guy, and he was so fun to be around. And and and, and it was it was really sad, you know, when stuff like that happened. You know what I mean? Uh, Robert James, we call Uncle Bobby. You know what I mean? Um, also, my aunt uh, Aunt Betty, Aunt Betty Priestley super sweetheart very lovable just great supportive uh she passed away as well very you know sad stuff you know very sad stuff um you know i know that we got a lot of animal lovers out there my cousin uh, he, he lost his dog 
LV, you know what I mean? Had him for 15 years, kind of like a little family mascot. So that was always kind of, you know, that's always, you know, we got a lot of animal lovers out there too. And some people will say, why would you mention an animal with people? We'll say, well, because people love everybody if they're good people. You know what I mean? And th- those are all good people and good animals. And uh, we send our love to them. And uh, yeah. So uh, this wraps up All Souls Day. Where it's All Souls Night right now. And uh, it's dark as we like it on the Mostly Ghostly show. Um, we take a lot of pride in our lighting, even though we're an uh, strictly audio show. We take a lot of the pride in the way we light our uh, framing. It helps us create a good mood for when we talk. You can hear our voices. You know what I mean? Uh, we all the st- all the stuff we do for you guys out there and ladies out there. But we know you appreciate it. Me and Ray, we gather thirteen hours before we show just to just to prepare ourselves, just to get ready. You know what I mean? Just to kind of bring our best, make sure that we're, we're killing it. All our research is up to date. Uh, our, of course, our lighting, we got to have our lighting magnificently done. Um, if only everybody could see how great the lighting looked right now, you'd be so happy. You'd be so proud. You would be running to that Patreon right now, dumping all your paychecks into it to try and get a video show of the ghostly, the mostly ghostly. Uh, and we love you all for that. So we send our love to you and we send our love to everybody's loved ones out there that have passed. We send a prayer for them in peace and uh, in peace and love and light. And if you enjoyed this show or episode, rather check out more episodes, you know what I mean? And uh, stay tuned for more episodes. And uh, with that being said, be well out there, everybody. And we'll catch y'all on the next episode of Mostly Ghostly. Mm-hmm. 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 Mm-hmm.